0: You sent a stranger on the internet a fake plant. You rubbed me on my plant. Yeah, You yeah, monster. Uh, I was so excited didn't to it? get that plant. I didn't expect it to be a fake plant. I was just like, oh, he's going to send me a real plant. I told my wife, and she was just like, you got a plant from a stranger on the internet? Like, what the hell are you doing? I was just like, well, it's not like a stranger. I like, I met him in person one time in Portugal.
1: That's our thing. Our relationship is built around fake plants. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the true. only way I know you is because you're the fake plant guy.
0: <laughs> or are you the fake plant guy? Dun, dun, dun. But yeah, so what's happened in Solana this week? I have been so busy with like other things that I haven't really gotten a chance to see stuff. PNFTs, man. What the fuck is a PNFT? The programmable ones? The Metaplex stuff, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember reading the docs on that a couple of months ago. They were like very sparse docs. And I was like, I don't know if this is live or not. And I was like, oh, this sounds cool. It's live? It's live.
1: Phantom, Magic and all the big things are supporting... And, uh, yeah, royalty is back on. What do you think about it? Is is this self-custody destroyed? Or is this a good situation?
0: It depends on the individual project and what the project creators are trying to do with it. So, like, there's a lot of use cases that a programmable NFT is a game changer. And there's other things that you don't need to be able to change it. And you shouldn't be able to, I think. The inherent immutability of blockchain take a pfp for example if it's purely a piece of art that is a pfp like there's no reason the creator should be able to change that like you buy it for the artwork even like the drips like you buy it for the artwork you get it for the artwork you don't want that to be changed i think that should be immutable i think in theory i don't know how technically feasible this would be but i think as a user and as a consumer I would want the option to be able to set any NFT that I own in my wallet as immutable. Like, it should reside with the user. They should have that as an option. Like, it's in my wallet. I bought it. That's interesting. I can click a button, verify a transaction. I have marked it as immutable. Anyone else can't change it.
1: Very hard to explain to to a user. I think there's
2: too many use cases for NFTs for that. Because it's like... You could have an NFT that's meant to be a video game character. And so like the metadata is supposed to be changing all the time based on character performance and game performance and stuff. While art, I think, is one of the bigger use cases today for NFTs, it's definitely not the end-all be-all of NFTs. Like it's NFTs are much broader than that. I think we probably need a lot of different NFT standards oh, yeah. that share a core NFT standard around metadata and that sort of thing. And then projects pick the right standard for... Well, so by that
0: logic, like, so even if you take a game, for example, so if you have a game, you have some, say, a character in a game that's an NFT, you know, you have some artwork associated with it, you've got the URI tracked on chain, all that jazz. And then you have some sort of in-game attributes that are tracked, maybe it's, you know, attack and skill level points or whatever. I don't play video games, so I don't don't know. Uh, (laughs) So you have, like, different data points that are tracked and different attributes that you want or might want to track on chain. There's still ways that you can have an immutable NFT that is the character itself that can't be changed. And then you can still track that data on chain. You would have to do it differently. Yes, I agree. From what I know about the Metaplex standard, which is the standard of NFTs on Solana, there's different information that you set with it. You set a URI that just points to a JSON file that's stored somewhere. Hopefully it's on some decentralized storage, IPFS, Arweave, whatever, not pointing to someone's website, AWS, where the creator of the NFT actually controls the location of that JSON data. I mean, even with IPFS, you could still kind of change it depending on how IPFS is set up for the particular collection. But you can still change that JSON data, and then you can have a mutable NFT via that. But making it so that information can't be changed, that's what makes it immutable, because you can still track the other data on-chain. You could have a separate, whether it's a separate contract, or program, or if you have it as the same one, you could still have mutable data that's tracked on chain, but it doesn't affect the actual NFT that I bought with my money, if I don't want it to.
1: A lot of these issues would be solved if people were a little bit more, um, if we had more abuse, like, we haven't seen, for example, a mutable collection rug in the specific way of like altering all of the data around the NFT or changing the image and things like that. So maybe we need people to, to be breaking the system a bit more because I think solutions would appear, including like the wallets breaking up NFTs in a more optimal way.
2: You heard it here first. Vib is asking for people to come rug, rug with I, your I mutable data. I did this
1: idea on Twitter once. I was trying to find an artist. <laughs> I talked to Scuba Steve about it where we would swap the NFT for an ad, like temporarily, and then swap it back on some like regular basis, which I think is a kind of hilarious and interesting, be interesting. idea, but-
0: but yeah, like mean, the wallets. Okay, sort of, but see yeah. that
2: that's actually that's an example of a use case that might actually be good. It's like maybe you can offer yeah, free stuff sure. if for twenty five percent of the time the metadata gets swapped out for an ad. You, you know what I mean? It's like I just I'm not particularly in it. I like optionality. Yeah, right? agreed. And as long as there's some way to be clear that like, hey, this is a mutable NFT versus an immutable NFT. I think that's fine then let the consumer make their choices
1: the radical idea i think is to eliminate immutable nfts because the use cases for those are i mean it's like a crypto people will hate to hear that but most the average person doesn't care whether it's immutable or mutable they don't know the difference maybe they could be educated but like the vast majority of nfts in the future i think will be mutable and will need to be mutable for lots of reasons if you just like think about like a normal database world how many structures are designed to be completely uh locked forever immutable forever like very few yeah, things literally zero. like that <laughs> there's just not a lot of utility for them i'm thinking about yeah. like t- nft ticketing and there's uh, so many things that like where y- y- you might want to be able to make changes and again the user is not going to care 99.9% of the time with exception to maybe art like maybe one of one art is like we don't call them immutable. Yeah. We just literally call it art and that has a separate tab. And like, that's where all your immutable things go. And I don't know It's but, uh, the yeah, user I interface think one is, is a big, big problem here for sure.
0: Yeah. On the user interface note, I think one of the reasons why people don't know or don't care is because that information is not surfaced to them. Like you don't really know if any of the tokens you have NFTs or otherwise, or that data can be changed unless you go to a block explorer, which the average person is not doing and technical people are not doing that often unless there's some actual reason they need to investigate or feel like they need to investigate further then they go to a block explorer and they see some of the block explorers i think now actually say if a contract has been uh is mutable and some i feel th- i think still don't It's so, like if that information's not not displayed in a user friendly format then people don't know there's a paper chill, right and... though like uh, I was... Yeah. Changes it.
1: Yeah. That's true. So you can always get back to where you were. It's, unless, like you mentioned, like the NFT images is on Amazon CloudFront and someone changes it. But I mean, yeah, it's tough. I sort of also feel like maybe NFTs should, in, in many cases, just be on CloudFront and just cached and served at a much faster yeah. speed and more scalably. I'm
2: with you there. I'm not super dogmatic about like... Everything has to be fully decentralized, right? It's like use the right tool for the job. Yeah,
0: you know,
1: don't share this podcast with Eve people, please.
0: Austin Federa just did a recent interview with the founder of Arweave, where they talked about immutability of data and how Arweave kind of like handles that and like the idea behind making it so anyone can publish immutable information that's stored forever. Effectively, is like the goal of Arweave. It's somewhere on like the 200-year scale, but calculations and cost of storage it's effectively forever it's like having that optionality for some pieces of information like take the ukraine russia war where all of this information and documentation of the atrocities that have happened during this a lot of that information is has been stored on our weave because it's immutable and no one can change it the inherent nature of information is power like having correct or incorrect information is power in the world's history right Having the ability to have certain types of information, making it so, you know, quote unquote, the victors can't change that down the road to change history. I think that's important, but Mm. I, I will agree with it does depend on the use case. Like not every NFT needs to be immutable. Some should be, some shouldn't be. I definitely think it depends on like the particular use case. But I think the important thing, like the big, my big ethos behind crypto and blockchain is is optionality for the user, optionality for the consumer. 100%. And like,
1: yeah, I really like James' idea of giving the user the ability to lock the NFT, I and mean, that's very interesting. To me, the, a lot of these things will be sorted out by user interfaces. Talking about Arweave and the permanent storage of certain information, the storage of information is no longer really a problem. It's just future searchability and relevance of that information. And when the user interfaces get better, and we have things like really sophisticated search, blockchain search, and it, I think the like data itself, the structure of the data will change a bit and kind of uh, lend itself to being more easy to find for users. And we'll think less about what are the properties of these things and just like, how do they fit into how users are using these, using their wallets or the search tool or whatever it is. And this is my super annoying point of view, but having come into crypto very late, the metaphor of wallets is a totally broken idea and it's working less and less and less over time. I would extend this even to Armani's project because I think as the technology itself in that case is very, very cool and very powerful, but we're still attaching ourselves to a metaphor of, of like kind of like a file system for digital assets. Like we we're sort of at like the windows 93 stage of these things. And I wonder who's going to come to the table with something that looks and feels totally different. I'm waiting for it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that as well. It's going to be hard. So the collective of the three people on this call and you know the other three people that are going to listen to this episode, the people that are in crypto, slowly alienating the people what? that listen to the episode. Our three are wives? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You think my wife listens to this. Yeah, I know. I was going to say the same thing. I tried to get my wife. I was like sitting on the After you gave me all that like hundred drip codes, I like looked at my wife. I was sitting on the couch. I was like, "Hey, you want to like set up a Solana wallet and get these NFTs? Like, it's some really cool artwork and stuff." And like, kind of try to like onboard her. She looked at me. She was like, "Why?" And I was just <laughs> yeah, like, "Well, fine, totally I, fair, I, f- fine." <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, I do think there, there, the collective we of the crypto blockchain industry, there does need to be a new like information paradigm shift of what is a wallet and how to better give better terminology for this, not only for the people that are red pilled into crypto, but non blockchain informed individuals. Having a new paradigm is going to be different. I think Dialect
1: is a very interesting wallet product, for example, where you don't think of it as a wallet. Yeah. yeah. But, but it is I was actually surprised. It is. Yeah.
0: We have this terminology of like what a wallet is and like we're trying to figure out of like maybe it's not the best thing. We need to figure this out. Think of traditional systems that are Like take the U.S. So like all three of us on this call, we're all based in the U.S. Take the U.S. government that's trying to understand what crypto is. They're still trying to figure out what entity should regulate this potentially financial instrument where it's like, oh, well, crypto is crypto and blockchain. It's like it's kind of a security. It's kind of a currency. It's kind of this. It's kind of that. And they're trying to take this square peg and shove it into a round hole but they're trying like six different round holes and it doesn't quite fit. It's because we need this new paradigm. We need a a correct understanding of this new paradigm. Instead of trying to fit it into old holes, which is what a wallet quote unquote wallet is. It's like, it's this new thing that the best thing that we could come up with at the time was a wallet. But I agree. We need something that's more clear and like has a better mental framework around it. Yeah. Even the
1: term wallet is like a bit of a misnomer because it's, Kind of a listing of your accounts, but we already rebranded accounts, right. As, as our public keys as wallets, I suppose, or private public key pairs just on that, we could have called it something else entirely. And like, we would have been referring that to to it, you know, to this day as like, whatever that was, there's a terminology thing. And then, and I think the terminology actually kind of lends itself into what structures people end up designing there's. Even NFTs as a, I, I was interested by, uh, I think it was Matty Taylor's comment the other day about why there's an NFT track on the Grizzlython. And he said that, well, NFTs are a horizontal thing and they're across all the categories, like people are doing NFTs for all kinds of things. And that made me think a lot about like, well, if we have like the logical, I mean, it's very true. And like we, the wall is like tokens, NFTs, transactions, flopping, whatever. And maybe that like. Us having called all of these things, non fungible tokens in the first place is, is like leading the user UI is a bit astray and trying to like, again, construct the file system metaphor, but there are certainly lots and lots of interesting solutions to, or just like other alternative modes of being, and they're probably not gonna be invented by our community because once you get into this, it's hard to see it in the other way. So we need people that are like coming from the outside who are bringing other metaphors to life with them in the next couple of years in you know, a
0: melting pot of backgrounds it, and yes. information. We don't want to get yes. some, some serious groupthink problems going on already happening,
2: already happening, but that's all right. We'll fix it. Well, cool. This has been fun. Yeah. I'm sorry for turning it into an interview. <laughs> I was just curious to know about, you know, all the
0: things, the man, the myth, and I the feel legend. like we got some solid Ba-boo. info
2: out of it. So I had a good time. Same. Yeah. Thanks yeah for it's me. been great. Nick, anything else you wanted to uh, say to the people? All right, (laughs) so long.